gaze at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show, everyone. Game preview 49ers versus Arizona Cardinals. This is going to be a fun divisional matchup between two teams coming off big wins against NFC East teams. And the 49ers versus Arizona is always an interesting matchup. Arizona plays the 49ers difficult for whatever reason. Victories with quarterbacks that really should have never beat the 49ers, but uh, the 49ers are not going to be taking the Arizona Cardinals lightly in this game. And if you're watching this episode or listening on audio platform, uh, thank you so much for listening to the 49ers Cutback on Believe. I would like to say that in this episode, you're going to get key matchups. You're going to get bold predictions. You're going to get a game score prediction of this game. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to go through this, and we're going to talk about some of the matchups that the 49ers need to win to be able to walk out against the Arizona Cardinals with a victory. 2-0 in the division is what stands in front of the 49ers and right where they want to be. A 4-0 team headed into that big game with Dallas, uh, but also a 2-0 in the division means you're sitting in a commanding uh, position to be able to compete for the division title, which is the 49ers' first goal. Win your division and then win the conference, uh, and that's that's how you have to do it to be able to get that home-field advantage that you're looking for. So we're talking about the Arizona Cardinals. You're talking about a team that is in a little bit of flux and a little bit of change. And most people thought they were going to be throwing in the towel in this season and looking towards the draft. You know, can they get a big time player in the draft? They are going to have two opportunities between their normal pick uh, in the first round. And then the Houston Texans first round pick that they acquired in the draft. Can one of those end up being a number one overall pick and Caleb Williams, I think that has been something everyone's been kind of trying to figure out. But what we've seen from the Cardinals has been inspired play. They played well in week one against Washington. They played good in week two. Uh, they played against the Giants. They played good in week three against the Cowboys in one. So they've been going against the NFC East. And they, yes, they did not dominate the first two games. But they played well in both and had opportunities to win both games. So the Cardinals aren't exactly who everyone thought they were coming into the season. Like Dennis Green said, they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Not in this case. The Cardinals are not who we thought they were. They're better than that. So remembering that as we're going through this, we have to give credit to some of their players uh, for how talented they are. But football is back, and Bet Online is your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real-time updates on statistics, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, Bet Online gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V in all caps, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
bet online where the game starts. And where this game starts is going to be on the offensive side of the ball because I think it's going to be very important for Brock Purdy to handle some certain things against this Gannon-led uh, Cardinals defense. Now, the Cardinals have some talented players, and I kind of want to you know, make sure we talk about who those guys are. You got Zayvon Collins. He's going to be bringing some pressure off the edge. Uh, Dante Stills as well. But then they have Kaiser White, who's been playing very good football at the linebacker position. I thought he jumped out on film. And then I thought Chris Barnes jumped out on film against the Cowboys. Uh, so he was playing well. He's been filling in for Josh Woods, who's been hurt. Then in the secondary, it gets interesting because they have Cottrell Clark and they have Marco Wilson. And both of those guys have struggled to tackle. The Cardinals are one of the worst teams at tackling in the league right now. And the 49ers are one of the best with the ball in their hands and making people miss and breaking tackles. So I think that's an interesting matchup. Plus, you don't have Buda Baker in that secondary. He's on IR, which means you're going to see Jalen Thompson, Kevon Wallace, and others in that secondary playing the safety position. So why do I talk about Brock Purdy being one of the key matchups? Well, it's against defensive looks. So when the Cowboys played the Cardinals, the Cardinals were most of the time wanted to sit in a two-deep safety look. They wanted both of those guys back, and they dared the Cowboys to run the football. And the Cowboys had some effectiveness running the football. Uh, they got over 100 yards on the ground. It was a really good uh, game overall for the Cowboys on the ground. But the Cardinals just sat back, and they waited for them. They let Tony Pollard get his yards. And then they said, Dak Prescott, you're not going to beat me. They didn't put tremendous pressure on Dak Prescott. They just made him make errant throws with good coverage and with looks. Uh, so they confused him. Now, of course, Gannon is very uh, in tune with what the NFC East does coming from the Eagles. So I'm sure he knew this team inside and out, and he knew exactly what their strengths and weaknesses are. But with Brock Purdy, if he can recognize what the defense is trying to do and what they're showing him and what kind of box and looks he's getting, he can get the 49ers into the correct run play or the correct pass play. And we've seen Brock Purdy do it a lot against the Giants. He was canning plays. Uh, so if you see him do this, he's canning. That means he's switching from one play to the other. And I've seen him do it in both facets, whether he was uh, canning a play, going from a run play to a pass play, going for a pass play to a run play. And they had really uh, good success with those plays. I broke them down over on Patreon. If you go over to Patreon, I did the full breakdown. Every single play from the game, 49ers versus Giants is available. In fact, all games from this year, every single play broke down over on Patreon. Go sign up, check that out. Full in-depth breakdowns. But you can see Brock Purdy make those checks, move Kittle back to the other side, and then get wide open looks in the passing game, wide open looks in the run game. He's doing a very good job. So, Part of the matchup in this is going to get Brock Purdy taking advantage of what the defense is giving him. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league at doing that. And a lot of people say it's system, right? This is Kyle Shanahan's system. And the quarterbacks that come in just have to work within his system. But that is basically what every single team in the league is trying to do. Get a quarterback that fits their system and can operate their system at a high level. Brock Purdy can do that. And part of the reason he can do it is because of his recognition pre-snap. Uh, recognition pre-snap, understanding what the defense is showing you. Because defenses don't always give you the initial look that they're going to be running. So there's pre-snap reads and there's post-snap reads. 
Brock Purdy's one of the better ones at adjusting from what he sees pre-snap to what they do post-snap. So pre-snap, they're going to give you shell coverages. They're going to show that they're running single high safety. That doesn't mean that's what they're running. You see a single high, right? It could be a cover one. Uh, it could be a cover three. There are different looks that you can see. You see two high safeties. Is this a cover two? Is it a cover four? Is it a quarters? What are we looking at when we're looking at defense? But a lot of it is also position-wise, where these guys are. You see a 2D safety look means you've got a light box, and you can run against light boxes, especially with how good the 49ers not only use uh, their running backs, but also use the tight ends, the linemen to pull. Uh, they get a little bit of a kick. They trap. They do a lot of things with their run game to be able to get positive yards. If you're not willing to engage a safety against the 49ers run game, it can really get going. But Brock Purdy's got to be willing when they come up in that eight-man box to hand the play and go to something else, to go ahead and throw the football. Be willing to hit RPOs when they bring a blitz, which he did in this game. It was a master class. They were going to run the football, and the Giants decided that they were going to bring a linebacker off the edge. Brock Purdy not only diagnosed it pre-snap, but then executed post-snap by getting the ball to Debo on an RPO, and Debo then rumbled for extra yardage. Of course, that's the play he ends up getting hurt uh, and going down with the sore ribs, but it was a great executed play by Brock Purdy, and that's him understanding defensively what those rec uh, recognition keys are, and I thought he did a very good job. So that's going to be one of the keys for me on offense for Brock Purdy, recognizing, hey, this is a run-favorable box. Let's run the ball. Hey, this is a time we need to pass. Let's do that. And sometimes it's going to be as simple as whatever Kyle calls is dead on, and they're going to run it, and he's going to execute it at the highest level he's capable of doing. And then sometimes it's going to be, hey, they came out in something different, the different pre-snap read. Then what's awesome about Kyle Shanahan's system, and we know he motions so much, and he shifts and changes formations so much, he uses personnel groupings, but all that's going to help reveal to Brock Purdy if that pre-snap concept is really what he's going to see post-snap. You start moving George Kittle from one side to the other, you get movement from the defense. You move, you then motion Charlie Warner across or Kyle Juszczyk, you get more movement from the defense. And it all reveals what Brock Purdy's going to look and see, and it also moves people out of zones. So many times, Kyle Shanahan will move a defender out of his zone before the snap even happens, and then Brock Purdy knows which route he can go to because of defensive leverage by corners, uh, but also where that guy left and where the zone is going to be. It's a masterclass. You have to have a guy that's really intelligent to be able to run the offense and execute at a high level. And of course, he has to have the traits to be able to do it. And Brock Purdy has proven that so far. So I'm looking forward to seeing that matchup. 49ers offense, Brock Purdy determining where they go with the football, whether it's run or pass. And if they're going to run two deep safety looks, be willing to run the football. You got to be almost be like a robot, like Pat, uh, Peyton Manning was. Oh, you're going to give me two deep safety look? Run, 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 run. Until they actually can stop it or they have to bring someone and engage. As soon as they bring someone into that box, then it's pass, 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 and take advantage of them. So I know it's not that simple, uh, but with Brock Purdy, it's all about determining run play versus pass play, depending on pre-snap read. And of course, hopefully post-snap, it goes the way you're, you're looking to do it. But motions and everything reveal coverage. They reveal who's blitzing. They get movement to create open areas to throw the ball. 
it's so fun to watch. That's why I love doing the all 22 breakdowns. You get to see what these guys are thinking and how they execute. Uh, but it gives you a really good idea of what each player is doing. That is for sure. Uh, take this time real quick, like, and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you're listening on an audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe, please give it a five-star rating. Numbers going through the roof. You guys are joining the community. I really appreciate it so much. Uh, so thank you for everything you do uh, to support the channel. You guys are the best. Now let's flip it over to defense. On the defensive side of the ball, it shouldn't be this simple, uh, but it kind of is. So the Cardinals have had so much success running the football this season. They get a, over 150 yards on the ground per game with the way they executed. And they did a great job against the Cowboys, 188 yards in the first half, you know, over 220 yards in the game. They were very effective, very efficient in their run game. And James Conner was a big reason why. Of course, he had help. You know, you get other guys in there, including Rondell Moore with his explosive ability. He had a big 40-plus yard touchdown against the Cowboys. So you know what they do. When it comes to the passing game, they only throw 170 yards uh, per game right now. Joshua Dobbs completing over 70% of his passes. But he's not really tasked or asked to do a lot in the passing game. So what do you have to do if you're a 49ers defense? You have to come in and you take away the run game. And we know this is always their mantra, take away the run game and make them one-dimensional. But in this case, this is what you have to do. If you take away the Arizona Cardinals run game early on and you force third and long situations and Joshua Dobbs has to beat you, you are going to get off the field more times than you're not. The Arizona Cardinals third down efficiency rate is below 40%. They don't convert at a high level on third down. And the 49ers forcing third and longs, that's when the 49ers defense is at their best. But if it's third and short, 49ers may give it up. If it's third and long, they're probably getting off the field. They're really good at it. They hold opposing offenses under uh, 40% in conversion rate, and it's just going down. The Rams were the one exception to the rule. Rams got 50% conversion rate. A lot of that was third and short situations. Matthew Stafford playing on schedule, staying ahead of the sticks. Uh, the other two haven't been able to do that. Pickett, Daniel Jones, they were running for their life. They're making errant throws. Uh, so we've only seen the one MVP caliber experienced quarterback that was able to navigate. And even then, he wasn't good enough to defeat the 49ers defense because the offense was good. The defense played well. So stopping the run game is important. How do you stop the run game? First of all, commitment. You have to be committed to stopping the run. What does that mean? Uh, it, it could mean as simple as the 49ers going to their five-man defensive front, bringing Javon Kinlaw in and just being like, good luck. Uh, we're going to load it up with our 5-2 defensive look. Now, of course, if the if it's a, a situation where the Cardinals have two tight ends in, Zach Ertz, Trey McBride, then you can run your 5-2 set. If they want to spread the 49ers out and put the 49ers in a nickel, uh, that's when it gets more interesting. I think that's when you can't really run the 5 lineman look but you don't have to let's say they come out and you're running your base 4-3 defense Oren Burks man did he look good on film he's been just absolutely fantastic and I think the 49ers got to feel more comfortable with their base 4-3 looks teams have been wanting to put the 49ers in nickel through the first three weeks and then last week in the second half the Giants wanted to take an opportunity to test Oren Burks and they did early and Oren Burks passed uh, with flying colors. The dude was flying around, uh, getting the proper leverage, the proper footwork, and the linebacker came making tackles in the open field. He looked great. 
But I wonder how much the Cardinals will try to test Oren Burks or if they'll just try to take advantage of Isaiah Oliver in the nickel. Because it's an interesting conundrum for the 49ers. And I talked about this in my defensive matchups, the 49ers must win. Is if you get into that situation, Isaiah Oliver is a great matchup for the 49ers in the run game. He flies downhill. He makes tackles. He's good at run fits. He showed it again against the Giants. He showed it against the Rams. That area, not worried about. He's covering Zach Ertz, not worried. He's got the ability to cover bigger slot receivers, tight ends in the slot, and help in the run game. Where it gets a little dicey is if he's covering one of these quick wide receivers in the slot. Is he going to be covering Hollywood Brown? Is he going to be, you know, uh, covering some of the other guys that they have on this team that are pretty good? I mean, they've got some talented dudes like Rondell Moore, who's got a lot of talent, uh, but they can also put some other matchups out there too that might potentially cause him some issues. I think he'd match up well against Michael Wilson, uh, but Zach Pascal, maybe Greg Dortch. I think mostly Hollywood Brown and Rondell Moore are the ones I'm the most worried about. But I think that's an interesting factor in this game is how the 49ers handle the personnel grouping. They want Isaiah Oliver out there in nickel situations because of how well he plays against the run. But what happens if they start having success throwing the football when they get you a nickel because of that matchup in the slot? If that happens, do you go back to Ambry Thomas playing on the outside? We know he's been dealing with the knee, but it looks like he's going to be uh, limit. He's been limited in practice. Maybe he's going to be able to play in this game. You go back to Ambry on the outside and then uh, move Diomero Lenore back in because of the effectiveness. Does that then uh, allow Cardinals a better opportunity to run the football? I think it's interesting. Let's see how Isaiah, I want to see how Isaiah Oliver plays against these quicker, faster wide receivers in space. He hasn't really been tested too much in that area because early in the season, the 49ers, especially against Pittsburgh, were willing to go the Ambry Thomas Diameter Lenore route until the second half. So I'm curious about that matchup. But if the 49ers, let's say Isaiah Oliver holds up, I think the 49ers can absolutely shut down the Cardinals run game because I think they're very effective in getting downhill with these linebackers and their defensive linemen really occupy blockers at a high level. One thing you have to be able to do as a defensive line is occupy blockers and keep your linebackers clean. There were occasions where the Giants had some success and where the Rams had some success. And what did they do? They used a trap type uh, block. So what they do is they allow you to come upfield. This is what a trap is. They allow you to get penetration up the field, and then they use a offensive lineman to kick you down from the other side. So in, in this case, uh, in this last game against the Giants, Javon Kinlaw came up field. They let him come free. And then they came across with the opposing guard. Uh, so Lemieux let him come free. They come across with the opposing guard and kick him out. And then they did the same thing to Kevin Givens, but this time used the tackle to kick him down and then ran there. That was their touchdown play. What that did was that freed up Shane Lemieux. It freed up the center to be able to get upfield and the right tackle, get upfield and be able to get onto the linebackers. It didn't get to Fred, but they got they made him adjust his lane just enough, his route, uh, to get to that window that they were able to get the very fast Matt Breida past him. And then they got bodies on Greenlaw and bodies on other guys in the secondary. So it's something we've seen the Rams do against the 49ers. We've seen a little bit from the Giants. So it's something to monitor as a technique that's somewhat working against the 49ers. What do you have to do? You have to realize what's coming your way you have to take on those traps and squeeze them down 
Uh, but it's a hard thing to recognize that. You think you're just getting through scot-free. Next thing you know, you're getting blasted by an offensive lineman, and they only need just a little bit of hesitation to be able to get their guys to the linebacker. So occupying blockers big in the run game. But I do think the 49ers will be effective in stopping the Cardinals' run. I think they're willing to run five defensive linemen. I think they're okay with Oren Burks being out there and getting downhill and making plays in the run game. And then I think Isaiah Oliver's good at, at tackling as well. Uh, the only way it'll get interesting is if the 49ers have to put Lenore in the slot, I'm not worried about Lenore tackling. Then that's when I worry about Ambry Thomas on the outside against guys like Hollywood Brown. That would make me concerned. So I think those are the matchups the 49ers have to win. And just like always, another one of the keys in this game, we talk about third uh, down effectiveness all the time. Uh, but another one that I want to talk about in the keys to win is also winning the turnover battle. So the Arizona Cardinals have a very good turnover margin. They don't turn it over. Joshua Dobbs doesn't throw interceptions. Uh, their turnovers have been on fumbles. So 49ers winning this turnover battle is going to be very significant in the outcome of this game. Whoever wins the turnover battle is going to win this game. I think it's that simple. Uh, 49ers haven't been turning it over. Neither have the Cardinals. As far as turnover differential, the 49ers are one ahead at plus four. Cardinals at plus three. Shows how they take away the ball and their giveaway rate. Uh, so those things are always important in this game. 49ers versus the Arizona Cardinals. And now it's time for the Wow That's Bold predictions. Wow, that's really bold. <laughs> Whoa. It's got to be really bold. It's got to be woe for this matchup, 49ers versus Cardinals. I'm excited about it. And let's talk these wild that's bold predictions. So 49ers are going to have to go big in this game. They're going to have to make a lot of plays. I'm excited to see what they do. And I'm going to go bold. And I went bold like this against the Rams, and it backfired on me. And Brock Purdy didn't have any touchdowns to the air. Now, they took the Debo Samuel one away, said it was a lateral uh, that's whatever. But I think Brock Purdy's going big. I think Brock Purdy's going real big in this game. I've predicted before he was going to have three touchdowns. That's not where I'm going. Brock Purdy's going to have four touchdowns in this game. Four touchdowns throwing the football. I think he'll have uh, a lot of success in the red zone. And I think the Warriors are going to move the ball at a, at a high rate. So I know it's a lot. I don't normally like going out on a limb and saying four touchdowns. But I just think Brock Purdy's going to do it. The things I saw on film... The effectiveness that the Yak Monsters are going to have against this Cardinals defense, though Buda Baker, I think it all signals good signs for the 49ers. I think the 49ers offensive line can hold up against the pass rush of the Arizona Cardinals. I don't think it's as good. I think I do worry about Zayvon Collins a little bit, unless he's going against Trent Williams. I don't worry at all. And then Cameron Thomas as well. That's another one I want to see. Let's see if he lines up on Banks. Lines up on Burford on the interior and what that looks like. But I think Purdy's going to have time to throw. I think he's going to have open receivers. And I think those receivers are going to get a lot of yak yards, including some yak touchdowns in this game. So Brock Purdy, four touchdowns for my wild ass bowl prediction. One of those touchdowns, people's tied in, George Kittle. Uh, doubling down. I wanted it last week, didn't get it. This week he's going to get it. I, he always plays so good against the Arizona Cardinals. I think there's some safety matchups I like. Get him matched up against Kayvon Wallace and watch him go to work. 
I think Brock Purdy uh, connects with George Kittle on a touchdown pass this week. And Kittle gets his first touchdown of the year. And maybe this will kind of steamroll his season. He went seven catches for 90 yards last year. I mean, last week. Uh, this time, I think he gets his first touchdown. And remember, it was last year, the first two games, he wasn't effective. He missed the first game, came back, wasn't healthy. Uh, but now I think he's starting to get healthy, had the mini buy. I think we see something big from George Kittle in this matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. And that's my wild that's both offensive predictions. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, I got Tayshawn Gibson uh, getting an interception. Uh, he's the last remaining starting defensive back that doesn't have an interception. That's right. Hufanga has two. Carverius Ward has one. Diameter Lenore has one. Isaiah Oliver has one. But Deshaun Gibson, who leads the entire team in career interceptions with 32, has none. He had a ball go off his hands against the Rams uh, that would have sealed the game, and that was in the end zone. So he's had an opportunity, but let's see if he can capitalize. I think he does in this game, and I think he gets an interception, the first interception of the season for Joshua Dobbs. Comes at the hands of Deshaun Gibson in this game. And then I think the 49ers add on to that. I think they continue to add on to uh, their turnover rate. And I think they add another turnover in this game as well. I won't be surprised to see one of the 49ers linebackers get their hands on the football in this game. I think something happens. It's either a Connor fumble or an interception intended for a tight end that lands in Fred Warner or Drake Greenlaw's lap. I think they're going to have an opportunity to get something done. So linebackers perverse, uh, caused their first turnover of the year. And I think Deshaun Gibson causes an interception this season. So his first one of the season. So I, I think that the 49ers are going to do some things uh, and that are going to make some, you know, some big time plays. And you know what? You get that. Wow. That's bold prediction in the books. And it means that you get to set up your game prediction. I'm getting close to giving my game prediction for this matchup from the 49ers versus the Arizona Cardinals. I think it's going to be a fun one. Levi Stadium is going to be absolutely rocking. Uh, there's no way the 49ers are taking the Arizona Cardinals lightly. They saw what they did to the Dallas Cowboys. They seen what they did in the first two matchups. They have a lot of film on Arizona. They're coming off a of mini buy. I think the 49ers know what it means to go 2-0 and in the division. They know what it means to start the season hot. They've been worrying about this. They've been wanting this, and I think they're going to get it done. I think the San Francisco uh, 49ers are going to win this football game 38-16, to uh, their highest output on offense of the season, but Brock Purdy with four touchdowns. And I think they're just going to be very uh, good as far as execution goes, and they're just going to dominate. And I think the Arizona Cardinals – uh, will fail to get the run game going. And I think that's going to be one of the keys uh, to their you know, untimely loss is that they're not able to establish the run like they did against Dallas. And I think even though Dallas is a good defense, uh, they're not as capable of stopping the run. They don't have the linebackers that can run sideline to sideline uh, like the 49ers do. Micah Parsons is not great at setting the edge the way that Nick Bosa and Cleveland Farrell are. And I think that all plays into it. Uh, not to mention... When you can go ahead and be able to match up in other areas on your team and the Dallas Cowboys are missing Trayvon Diggs and having to make up for that with Bland on the outside, I think it made it difficult for them. The one question mark I have and why I have the Cardinals getting 16 points is how good can the 49ers stop Joshua Dobbs in scrambling situations? I wonder how many times he'll convert third and six 
third and four with little scramble plays, you know, that net him five or six yards, enough to get first downs. I think that's a reason I think the Cardinals can score a little bit of points. That's why I gave them 16, uh, one touchdown, you know, three field goals, I think is realistic for the Cardinals. 49ers are favored in this game by 14, and I went way over that number. Uh, so, yeah, I don't like predicting huge victories, but just going through watching the All-22, I think this is a bad matchup for the Cardinals. I think the 49ers are superior in every single category. I couldn't find one area where the Cardinals were not as good as the 49ers. Now, of course, with all things, you have to go out there and execute. You have to play your brand of football. You have to make sure you don't make mistakes. You can't turn over the football. You can't have penalties. If you do that, you're going to allow the Cardinals to stay in the game. Uh, but if you don't, you play a clean game and you execute at the level you are capable of. The 49ers are a far superior team to the Arizona Cardinals right now. Uh, the Cardinals are looking to build. They got some young players that are stepping up. Guys on the outside like Cottrell Clark are getting an opportunity. Uh, but you're missing your all-pro player in Buda Baker. You don't have a very good pass rush now that you don't have some of the big names that you've had in the past. You don't have J.J. Watt. You don't have Chandler Jones. Uh, and I, I like, like, with all things, I love Zayvon Collins. He's been one of my favorite players uh, since he came out of college and came out of Tulsa. But uh, to me, he's not an edge rusher that can beat Trent Williams. I don't even know if he's an edge rusher that can beat uh, Colton McKivitz. So we'll see. I, I think the 49ers get this done. I think they win in impressive fashion. I think we're super hyped going into the Dallas Cowboy game uh, the next week. Uh, if you are going to be watching the game, which I'm sure you are if you're a 49ers fan, I want you to hop on over to the PSF app, uh, download the app, and then for the game, come and listen to me and Mark Adams from 49ers Camelot. We're going to give live commentary on the game as it happens. And you can do that right in the PSF app, You're part of the 49ers chat room. You can chat back and forth with us. It's a really good time. Now, we don't have to listen to the national broadcast. You don't have to listen to Mark Sanchez. You can listen to us uh, give good info on what's going on from a 49ers angle. We know the team better than anyone else. We know the team better than the national media. So uh, come on through and check that out. Download the PSF app. Join us in the 49ers chat room live for the Arizona game. Going to be a lot of fun. And thank you guys so much for joining me for this game preview show brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, where the game starts. And I really appreciate all of you. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers way. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.